Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and I am really looking forward to today's episode. It's something that's been on my mind for a while. It comes up every single day inside the 12 Weeks to Transformation and in the majority of emails I receive. I notice trends in the way people communicate to themselves, about themselves, the way that they process change, and I've recognized a few major barriers that keep people from making progress and kind of lock them into past patterns that they really want to break free from. Before we get into that, though, I've been doing a little shopping. No, really, I I have I've actually been doing a lot of shopping between the house and the baby. But I noticed I don't know if any of you guys got uh, this email. I did. I've gotten a few of them actually. Four Sigmatic brought back their mushroom chocolate. So you guys usually hear me talk about their coffee and their lattes and their hot cocoa, but seasonally, every holiday season slash winter, fall, they bring back their mushroom chocolate bars. And each bar of chocolate has 700 plus, I think closer to 800, 780 milligrams of functional mushroom extract. So that includes reishi mushrooms that help you relax and chaga mushrooms for really rich antioxidant properties, lion's mane, which is for focus. There's a couple different ones for skin, but 10 different mushroom extracts in a really rich, high quality dark chocolate. And it's only seasonal. They don't have this year round. I went online and I bought a whole bunch for two reasons. Well, actually three. Number one, quite frankly, I love chocolate. Number two, their packaging is really cute, and I thought that it would make adorable place settings for Thanksgiving. And number three, I personally celebrate Christmas, brilliant stocking stuffer, and just little, you know, things to give away to, to people that I love or people that, you know, work in the house. I'm sure that my my construction crew will love one of these or maybe my cleaning lady, things like that. So if you haven't tried it, I recommend it. And if you look at it and you compare it to say like a Hershey bar, obviously it's going to be more expensive because number one, it's dark chocolate. Number two, it's very high quality dark chocolate. And then number three, it's meant to bring very specific health properties from relaxation to skin health, focus, all of those things via these 10 different mushroom extracts. But don't let the price deter you because when you use the code PRIMAL, P-R-I-M-A-L, and you're shopping through foursigmatic.com, you save 15%. So there's that. Go to foursigmatic.com forward slash primal and search chocolate 
and it will come right up for you. But make sure that you use the code PRIMAL, otherwise you won't get that 15% off. And I'd love to know what you think of it because I'm a big chocolate fan and I'm excited to uh, shake up my chocolate gifting this season with something that uh, has some cool health benefits. I'll also link that up in the show notes for today's episode, which you can find at primalpotential.com forward slash 677. Primalpotential.com forward slash 677. That's the show notes for today's episode. All right, let's get into these communication patterns and things I want you to stop doing, things I want you to stop saying. So every single day, I check in with my 12 Weeks to Transformation groups, both in our discussion boards, as well as our private Facebook groups. And sometimes I'll ask something along the lines of, you know, what are you proud of today? Or what were your wins this week? And this past Saturday, I asked something along the lines of, what will you do to make your weekend a strong finish to the week? Instead of just going through the motions or Monday comes around and you don't really feel great about it, what are you going to do to make your weekend a very strong finish to the week? And not only am I curious about what people are going to do, but I also watch for communication patterns because ultimately creating change and moving to the next level in your life requires that you become a better thinker. That's just the way that it is. Whether we're talking about health or we're talking about money, career, relationships, or just internal happiness, how we think and how we communicate really significantly impacts our actions and our choices and our habits. So when I ask that question, you know, what are you going to do to make this weekend a strong finish to your week? Or when I ask any other question, I'm looking not only for what tactical things they're doing, but also the way they communicate it. And here's what I noticed when I asked this question the other day. More than 30% of the people who replied led with the past and the problem from the past. For example, I haven't been journaling consistently, so I'm going to work on that today. Or I haven't been saying my affirmations, so I have to do better. Or I've been hitting snooze every single morning. Full stop. Though I know we can rationalize why we do this, why we state the problem first, I want everybody to get on the same page here that we do not need to lead with the problem to get to the solution. We don't have to establish, reiterate, rehearse that we haven't been journaling consistently to assure or to assert that we will journal today. We don't need to explain that we have been hitting snooze every single day to establish that we want to get up the first time our alarm goes off for the rest of the week. It's a pattern, leading with the problem, leading with the past, asserting the problem, explaining the problem, and it's not a productive one. And there are lots of reasons it's not a productive one, but most obviously, you're leading with the problem, you're giving your energy to the problem, But secondarily, every single thing we think, every single thing we say, it is a repetition and a rehearsal. And often we don't even know that we're doing it. And like I said, we can make a case for it. 
Well, the reason I want to journal today is because I haven't been consistent. So that's why I led with the fact that I haven't been consistent. We don't need to know why. You don't need to rehearse and reinforce the problem to establish the solution. Sometimes it's like just a thought process deeply ingrained, a pattern of communicating deeply ingrained to lead with the past, to lead with the problem, to create a logical flow to the solution. But it's really not a logical flow because the most successful people just get to the solution. They get to what they're going to do. The communication pattern, not only in how we speak, but also in how we think, in fact, most especially in how we think, that I'm always trying to establish and rehearse with my clients is focus on what you want. Don't focus on what you don't want. Focus on what you will do. Focus on what you can do, not on what you didn't do or you can't do. And I see this in every area of life. I've been snapping at my kids all week. My spending is out of control as a context setter for the change you want to make. But here's the problem. If every thought and every action and every choice is a rehearsal, then when we lead with the problem and then get to the solution, we've created conflict. We've got one vote for the past and one vote for the future. We've got one vote for the problem and one vote for the solution. And we wonder why we don't really make much progress. Because we're giving as much energy, as much thought to the problem as we are to the solution. So whether it's in your own head and you're thinking, oh, I haven't been consistent, or it's in what you say about your relationships with others, like I've been snapping at my kids all week or my spending is out of control. I want you to practice leaving the problem and leaving the past out of it and just going right to what you do want, focusing on what you do want and what you will do, not on what you don't want or what you didn't do. So in the example of I haven't been journaling consistently, it's much more effective to cut right to the solution and say, today, I will practice consistency in journaling, right? Instead of saying, I've been snapping at my kids all week, I really need to dial back. Today, I'm going to really look for opportunities to communicate patiently with my kids, then the only rehearsal, the only repetition, the only vote that we are casting is for what we do want and what we will do. We are not creating conflict or competition with the problem. Now here's the key. This is not limited to our thoughts about ourselves and what we do or what we didn't do. We see this with other people. He drives me so crazy, I need to let it go. Or she's so unreliable, I need to take this on for myself. We're leading with the problem instead of getting right to the solution, changing our perspective, changing our actions, doing something that represents the change we want instead of reinforcing the past that we don't want. Think about it this way. In a professional setting, who is likely to perform better and be more productive? 
The individual who comes in leading with the problem all the time, oh, we totally screwed this up, we're way behind on this, so-and-so didn't follow through on this, or the person who understands the same exact problem, but they come in leading with a solution, leading what is to be done, leading with what is to be done or what they will do or what has to happen from here. I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer that the person who doesn't waste time rehearsing and repeating the problem and gets right into the solution, as soon as we understand what the problem is, whether it's our own inconsistency or our own attitude or an external problem that's happened in our home or in our career or a conflict with somebody else, the person who's going to be more productive, the person who's going to make more progress is the one that just gets right to what they can do, what they will do, how to make this right, not wasting energy on all the past and the problem-related things. And I'm not suggesting that we ignore the problem. Obviously not, right? In order to establish a solution, we do have to have an understanding of the problem. What I'm saying is break this pattern of leading with that, of rehearsing it, of repeating it over and over. It's not necessary. It wastes our time, it wastes our energy, and it creates competition in the subconscious mind between, oh yeah, this past pattern, I'm inconsistent, I don't journal. I get irritated. I snap at my kids, right? Those are all votes casted for that behavior. Those are all repetitions and rehearsals. And they're competing with, I want to be more calm today. I need to journal today. Whatever it is, we're creating a waste of time as well as a total loss of efficiency. When one of my 12 Weeks to Transformation clients posts, you know, I'm not being consistent in my journaling, so I want to work on that today, I'll say, what if you were to think of that as, here's what I'm going to do today to create consistency in journaling. We don't need the part about the problem. We don't need the part about the past. It's not helpful. We don't need to create that competition between the problem emphasis and the solution emphasis. And I wrote an entire chapter about this in Chasing Cupcakes, about being a creative, energetic problem solver and how we can either be in the problem or acting on the solution and we want to move as quickly as possible to the solution. So that's one general communication pattern that I'm always trying to notice and shift in my own life, as well as notice and coach in the communication with my clients. And then there are a few other things. You know, when I'm either reading an email or I'm going through the 12-week Facebook group or the discussion boards, even when I'm journaling or I'm speaking or I'm thinking, there are some buzzwords that I'm looking for to eradicate from my own language and hopefully from how my clients think and act and speak. One is the word always. That is a buzzword for me, something to dive into. No matter how well I'm doing, after a few days or a few weeks, I always throw in the towel. I always get distracted. Or no matter how motivated I am, after a stressful day of work, I always cave. 
it's really limiting to use the word always because it closes you off from the opportunity to do something different. Just because you've chosen it repeatedly before, do you want to program yourself that it's always going to be that way? It doesn't matter if every time in the past it has, always isn't just about what's behind us, it's about what's ahead of us. So it's a very limiting word. It closes you off consciously and subconsciously to other options. If you think about your own communication, your thoughts, your words, it doesn't matter if it's spoken or unspoken, as a programming message to your body, to yourself, I always quit. Is that a program you want to write? I always lose my temper when this thing happens. I always fall into all or nothing thinking when a big event is coming up. These are scripts that you are telling your body to follow. It doesn't matter how it's been before. Do not limit yourself with the word always. Same thing is true with the word can't. I don't know what's wrong with me. I just can't get, get it together or... No matter how much I know, I can't seem to put it into action. Yeah, you can. Just because you haven't doesn't mean you can't. It doesn't mean you're unable. Even if you've been unwilling, that has nothing to do with being unable. There's a quote that I love, and I think it came from somebody who contributed to one of Tim Ferriss's books, and I don't remember off the top of my head, but it says, Can't lives on won't street. Can't lives on won't street. You absolutely can be consistent. You absolutely can keep your goals in mind at the end of the day. You absolutely can make progress beyond this point. You absolutely can change your communication patterns with a loved one. When you say can't, you're writing that program for your mind and your body to follow. Same thing is true with the word never. I worry that I'm never going to get there. Really? Never? You have control. And words like can't and never, words like fail, they limit our options and they talk us out of the power that we have when, quite frankly, you can do just about anything you want to do. Do not let your past limit your potential. Think of how small our worlds will be. Think about how minimal our growth will be, if existent at all, if we continue to limit ourselves to the way things have been, limit our range of options to the things we've chosen before. It's just not real. It's just not true. Notice when you're leading with the problem, Stop. Go right to the solution. Don't focus on what you didn't do, haven't done. Focus on what you will do today to create the change you want to make. Notice when you start to think or speak words like always or can't or never or fail 
And understand, those are limiting words. You are keeping your range of options unnecessarily small. You are limiting how things could be based on how they've been. And that's just a false construct, completely. Because you are free to choose differently, to be differently, to show up differently today. You just won't if you're convincing yourself that the way things have been is the way that they'll continue to be. There's a bonus word that I don't use in my own life when I'm referencing myself or having conversations with other people, and that's the word busy. I don't know where this really came from. Maybe because everybody says they're busy, right? Talk to Amy. How you doing? Oh, man, things are so busy. How's your week going? So busy. And I think it started with the fact that I just began to get annoyed by hearing that all the time. But now people will say, um, is there any way we can jump on the phone? I know you're really busy. And I'll say, I'm not busy. Busy is a choice. I schedule my days and I make time for the things that matter to me. My days are full, but I choose not to be busy, right? Because I think busy, for me personally, this is just one of my little bonus ones for my own life, it's very dismissive. It keeps people at an arm's length, and it gives the impression that you don't have time for anybody or anything. You know, if I'm talking to my sister and I say, um, oh, I'm just so busy, then I'm sort of implying that I don't really have time to engage, that I don't really have time to connect. And I'm keeping her at a distance because I could say, oh man, there's so much going on this week. I had this, you know, going on with this person and I'm working on this and that opens it up. Then it's a conversation. Then it can be connection. But busy is a shutdown word. And it really defers personal responsibility because ultimately we fill up our own lives. We fill up our own days. We decide what we're going to take on and what we're not going to take on, what we say yes to and what we don't, who we serve and who we don't, how long we spend doing certain things. So for me, I find busy to be a powerless word and a word that keeps people at a distance. And I don't want to be powerless and I certainly don't want to keep people at a distance. And maybe you don't do some of these. Like maybe you never say always. That's funny because I just said never, right? Maybe you are somebody who has outlawed that word, you know, can't. And that's something in your home that is a, is a buzzword in your home. But maybe you do lead with the problem. Oh, I've been eating so terribly. You don't need that context. You don't need that repetition. You don't need that rehearsal in order to say, I want to fuel my body impeccably today. You know what I mean? You don't need to lead with the fact that you haven't made your relationship a priority. Oh my gosh, I've just been so slammed. I've spent no time with my spouse. We haven't connected at all. You don't need that repetition. You don't need that rehearsal. You don't need that problem focus to say, today I'm going to make some time for the relationship that matters most to me or whatever that is recognize where you're doing this. This all hinges on awareness. The number one pillar that I work on with every single one of my clients that I work on with myself, awareness. Because the way we think and the way we communicate with ourselves in our words and with our thoughts determines 
where we go directionally in our choices, which determines where we go directionally with our habits, which determines where we go directionally with our lives and our progress. So these things do matter. This is not just semantics. How we communicate with ourselves, how we communicate about ourselves determines if change is easier or change is harder, if we are successful in moving towards the solution or if we stay deeply rooted in the problem. Start to work on this. Start to notice it in your own communication. Ask people you love to point it out to you. If you start using some of these patterns, maybe you recognized, oh my gosh, all I do is hit snooze. No matter how motivated I am, I don't follow through. Ask people to point out when you are communicating to reinforce something you don't want. Because maybe you do need a little bit of assistance in recognizing that. 99 times out of 100, when I point these things out to my clients, they don't even recognize that they did it and they're really grateful for the increased awareness because maybe I pointed out the first two or three times and then they get so much better at recognizing it and changing it for themselves. It hinges on awareness. If you feel like you're just not noticing it, recruit somebody in your life to help bring awareness to when you are speaking in this way. And that's going to help you with the awareness when it's not verbal and it's just in your thoughts. Journaling is another really, really great way to do this. But I'm telling you right now that when you think better, when you are more productive with your thoughts and your words, you will be way more productive with your choices and your actions and you'll make more progress. Head over to the show notes for um, a bullet point list of some of these phrases and terms and, and keys for making the shifts in the way you communicate and also to check out that chocolate that I mentioned because I know a lot of you guys are thinking about it. That is the Mushroom Blend Dark Chocolate Bars from Four Sigmatic. If you use the code PRIMAL, you will save 15%. And I'll link that up in the show notes for today's episode, which you can find at primalpotential.com forward slash 677. And don't forget, I'm communicating weekly with everybody on the wait list for the winter 12 weeks to transformation. So if you feel like you want a little bit more um, direction, a little bit more motivation, push, or just presence in your life of some of these concepts and coaching methods, get on the wait list. You can just go to primalpotential.com forward slash transform to do that. Primalpotential.com forward slash transform. And I'll also link that up in the show notes. Make today amazing. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.